What does wood ash have to do with uncooked food? What was used by Alexander the Great to keep food cool in the summer? What do probiotics have to do with food preservation? What food should you not can? Find out on this episode. Welcome to Writing Rule with Allie, a fiction writer's inspiration station for rural life and lifestyles, from historical to post-apocalyptic, helping you bring your rural stories to life. I'm Allie, and this is episode number 46, Five Alternative Food Preservations, Part 1. Whether your characters have a garden, forage for food, or have meat, there are many methods that are used, have been used, or might be used in apocalypse. Today, we will cover five of them. Number one, wood ash. Wood ash has been used as a storage method for thousands of years. I don't have an exact date, but many Native American tribes used this. The Cherokee in particular were known for storing meat in hickory ash. Farmers in Africa were known for storing tomatoes upside down in ash. Other items I have heard of being stored in ash are vegetables, eggs, cheese, and fish. Allow me to give you an idea of what was done. And you can check it out in the links I have on my website for more details. First, all of the ash was sifted to remove the larger pieces. Next, they found a stone pot, preferably a good-sized one. A layer of ash that was just enough to cover the bottom was then added. If tomatoes were the food being preserved, a layer of tomatoes was then placed upside down, making sure that they did not touch each other. Ash was then placed in between and over the top, covering the tomatoes. If there was enough room, then more tomatoes would be placed upside down on top of the new layer of ash. This was repeated until no more layers could be added. It's my understanding that the skin shriveled a bit, but the insides remained juicy. It is set to keep them good for two to three months. Once it was time to eat the tomatoes, they would take them out one at a time and the ash was removed from the tomato. Since the bigger particles had already been taken out, it was like wiping dust off the tomato. Number two, curing. Curing, in this case, because there are many different types of curing, means drying the outer layer in a way that the plant preserves itself. This is done by placing the onions or garlic out in a well-ventilated area that is not in direct sunlight and will not let moisture come in contact with them as they dry. Native Americans and many pioneers would lay them out in the shade of trees for a few days to dry. They were rotated often. If it rained, they could be placed inside to dry on the ground. In modern times, most people have wood to build drying racks. There are two boards placed about an inch to two inches apart in long rows. There are several rows added together to dry many at one time. When the roots are crunchy and the stems have turned brown, it's time to place them in a cool place with low humidity. However, many people braid the leaves together and hang them up in batches to store them. This is a very common practice and is still used to this day. Number three, ice house or spring house. I'm placing these two in the same category because they are both above ground houses for storing food. Although they function differently, they are essentially serving the same purpose. They keep food at a cool temperature in the summertime. A spring house is a building built over the top of a cool natural spring or sometimes a stream that is fed by a cool natural spring or a spring that comes from a mountain. Springs have cool temperatures and would keep the house cool too. Many times deeper areas were dug in one section of the spring house to accommodate things such as milk jugs, pots, or whatever they were storing it in. They also stored fruits and vegetables, meats, butter, cheese, and more. As far as I can tell, spring houses date back to early colonial times in North America. They were made of wood or stone, but before modern lumber, many were built with logs. Homes that used the spring water for drinking and livestock were careful to build their homes close by, but have a place downhill to build. This was to keep the water pure, aka not 
having livestock poop, laundry water, or even outhouse droppings leaching into the water. Ice houses were built to hold winter ice to keep things cool in the summer. The earliest known documentation is of this from northern Mesopotamia in 1780 BC. There are records of them in the 7th century China, and even Alexander the Great used them. These are used by many people until the 1950s when refrigeration became widely used in their place. However, many Amish and off-the-grid people use them today. They can be made of wood and insulated heavy. Sometimes the backs of refrigeration trucks are repurposed for this. The Amish living in more northern places will wait until winter when they can saw the ice from a stream, pond, or lake. With either a handsaw or, if their order allows it, with a gas circular saw. Afterwards, they haul it back to their buggies or wagons to be loaded and taken to the ice house. Most of the time, this is done during the pre-dawn hours so they don't risk the ice melting on the journey to the ice house. The people further south will have it trucked in nowadays. In history, ice was primarily transported by trains. Number four, fermenting. Fermenting is the process of using microorganisms to stabilize the food. In simple terms, it makes the food storable without it going bad or your characters poisoning themselves. They don't want that. This process makes food easier to digest and produces probiotics. Probiotics are the good gut bacteria that your body needs to break down food inside of your body. The most common type of fermented foods are yogurt, sauerkraut, and sourdough bread. Also, any alcoholic beverage is fermented. However, many other things can be fermented. This includes eggs, tomatoes, green beans, carrots, limes, asparagus, garlic, onions, wheat, Jerusalem artichokes, barley, and more. There are a few simple steps to this. Clean the food and prepare it for the jar your character will be using. This could be shredded or chopped into cubes. The idea is to have them as uniform in appearance as possible. Next, place them in a clean glass or whatever it is that they are being fermented in. Pack them in tightly to help keep them all under the brine. That will be added shortly. Speaking of, that is the next step. Pour the high salt concentrate brine over the food. The recipe for basic brine that I found is three tablespoons of high quality salt, so not table salt, for every quart of water. Once that is done, use a fermentation weight to weigh down the food so that it will stay fully covered by the brine. Do not put the lid on at this point. Then let the little microorganisms do their job. Your character will see the bubbling and the air bubbles moving toward the top of the jar. There might even be some liquid spilled. When they see no more air bubbles and nothing moves to the top, then it is done. Top it off with some clean water and put the lid on, then store it in a cool, dry place. That's all there is to this one, at least for food. Number five, canning. Last on the list this week is canning. No, not the ones that you buy in the store. At least not here. Canning was invented in 1809 in France and is defined as placing food in glass jars and heating it to the appropriate temperature to kill microorganisms and enzymes that could hurt your character and cause the food to go bad. There are two ways to can food, with a water bath or with a pressure cooker. Both involve boiling water and bringing the food to the correct temperature. There are many ways to properly can food as there are types of food. I might go into details on another episode, but not this one. The list of food you can can is extensive and includes fruits, vegetables, meats, and even fully cooked meals. Actually, the list of things that are not safe to can is a far shorter one. 
It is not safe to can milk, butter, cheese, or any type of dairy, eggs, oil, starches, such as flour, pie fillings, gluten, or anything that thickens soup, such as cornstarch. Breads should not be canned. It can be stored in a can, but not in the same canning method with heat. Something to remember with this is that if it is done wrong, you risk botulism and other types of food poisoning. Historically, botulism kills half of the people who had it. And with modern medicine, only five out of every 100 people die from it. Still too high for my personal taste. So every step must be taken carefully and done right. All jars must be sealed correctly. And if they are not, they will need to be eaten right away or thrown out. That all sounds scary, but it really is not as long as the person takes it seriously. A last important note, all jars and lids need to be clean and sterilized before using them. Yes, the heat kills a lot of germs, but there is no reason to add an extra one. Fun fact, the most popular fermented food globally is yogurt. Well, for everyone's favorite part, what could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you. Likely to go wrong? Your character's child is playing and accidentally locks themselves in the ice house. Your character might not know where they are and spend hours looking for them before they're found. Also likely to go wrong, your character accidentally burns themselves when they remove a canning jar from the water bath and they drop it. When it hits the ground, it breaks, sending boiling hot food in all directions and burning your character a second time. Possible to go wrong, your character is trying to dry onions on the ground. In the night, a storm comes up and it rains on them, ruining all of the onions that were left to dry on the ground. Also possible to go wrong, your character places a cold jar in boiling water without first warming it. And the jar shatters, ruining the food that they were trying to preserve. Unlikely to go wrong, your character places their outhouse uphill from their spring house. As the droppings leach into the soil, it flows down the spring, contaminating the water. Also unlikely to go wrong, your character tries to preserve a sticky food in wood ash, such as an apple cut in half to save room. And the ash sticks to or even seeps into the food. And probable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character doesn't know not to place a lid on fermented food until it is fully fermented. One day while they're sitting next to it, the pressure becomes so great that it erupts like a tiny fermented volcano. Also improbable, but still technically in the realm of possibilities. Your character ferments some pickles and doesn't realize they improperly sealed the lid. When they eat the pickles, they unknowingly infect themselves with a food poisoning botulism. This could be deadly. You can find this episode's show notes and helpful links to learn more on my website, allyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T dot com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow for more episodes. Connect on my YouTube videos by dropping me a comment. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing.